0: spotlight. On this podcast, we bring you the stories of leaders, their personal journeys, and put a spotlight on the inspiring things they are doing in their organizations. Hello, everyone. I'm Annette Klazowski, your host. I'm an executive coach, a speaker, peer advisory board leader, which we're going to talk about later. We have an exciting announcement. I'm a sports junkie, so we are getting ready to kick off sports. I'm excited about that and really kind of all things health and fitness. And of course, I'm an animal lover. If you've been listening long, you know that. And I also have the privilege of working with an animal (laughs) alongside my co-host and producer, Annie Brown. Annie, you're an animal when it comes to marketing and social media, all things creative and clever, as I say. Welcome to another episode of Leader Spotlight. All right, Miss Annie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. Yeah, the, uh, there's a few fires going on here in California, but overall, um, San Diego is staying pretty pretty clear, so feeling, feeling pretty grateful for that. I know. I'm not going to say we're in 2020.
0: I'm not going to say what else could happen because... <laughs> like something else happens. So (laughs) not going to do that. I know that you kind of track with our listeners and reviews. And so, you know, we love hearing from you. So if you have a review, please um, give us a review. We like hearing what you want to listen to. If you would like to be on the show or you would like to give us a review or have a topic, give us your feedback.
1: Yes, you can uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, You can also uh, comment and leave feedback requests uh, for content on our Instagram, which is at Leaders Spotlight. All right. Now for the big announcement. I'm excited. No, if we
0: say this, then we have to do it. So I'm, I'm a little gun shy, but all right. My book, my first book will be coming out at the beginning of 2021. So we're very excited about this. And I know you guys will be hearing about it as we move forward. And I'm doing interviews right now with leaders and executives. And so you may be somebody we reach out to. So I'm excited about the book.
1: Yeah, are you gonna uh, talk a little bit about what you're getting into in the book? Yes, I can do that. So
0: since the 90s, I've worked with successful executives and leaders in these peer advisory groups that I have been facilitating. And what's interesting about it is I think who you listen to and where you get your feedback matters. And so the book is really about being in the swamp and aligning with people that are, you know, they say the road to success is through the swamp. And so people that get stuck and are kind of doing the work. They're figuring out what's working now. They're the ones that have struggled and had the expertise. That's what the book will really be highlighting. And so I'll be interviewing people, talking about what's the most challenging thing they've worked through, what have they, you know, who do they listen to, and really kind of get that winner circle perspectives and um, that we get the privilege of seeing every month with our executive advisory board. So I'm excited
1: about it. Oh yeah, I think, I think it's going to be great. And I've told you this before, but I just think your perspective on leadership, you know, it's changed my life and I know it can really help others, especially during difficult times for businesses everywhere. So yeah, I'm just thrilled that you're getting your your perspective on leadership out there because I really think it's going to make a difference.
0: Well, thank
1: you. You know, we always end our podcast with who's your four.
0: So we want to know, who people are listening to, who their mentors and in the, and the reason we do that is because I'm a truly a big fan about where you get your feedback and input matters. And so it's really an extension of the who's your for concept. It's really understanding from people that there's a, it's called in the ring. And so I have lived by the philosophy of, I listen to people that are in the ring, not people that are in the stands watching. So, if you're a critic and you're in the stands um, and you just want to give out critical input or feedback, it might not mean much to me, but if you're in the trenches, if you're in the swamp and you've built a business, you've tried to produce a podcast of your own, you've written a book, those in in those people give me critical feedback, that's where I listen. And so that's really what it's about. It's about the story, the struggle, the swamp, the success, the support, all of those aspects of. Um, somebody kind of you know just walking through life Um, and it's interesting as we hear the stories just on this podcast so more to come on the book uh, and we'll be asking you to get involved and give us feedback and also if you have a story that you'd like to tell and maybe get featured on this podcast or the book let us know
1: Before we hop into Precious's interview, which I am so excited for, we met her at the Women's Startup Lab event uh, a few months ago. Um, I want to mention that we are offering peer ad, uh, advisory groups. Basically, if you are an executive, a C suite executive, looking for a place to share ideas, to get ideas, to become a better leader, this is such a, an awesome opportunity and i'll let annette kind of elaborate more because she is the master when it comes to these things
0: yes we are expanding groups so we have several groups peer advisory groups that meet already they're from all over the world so we have entrepreneur groups we have ceo groups and then we have executives and they meet monthly and they're just really peer advisory it's like having a board of directors that really helps you develop as a leader and then helps you and your company move forward. So we bring lots of resources to the groups, um, and then you get the wisdom of the crowd as well. So reach out to us if you are interested and would like to hear more. Uh, we are, have open seats, so we would love to hear from you. Okay, be prepared to be inspired, friends. Our guest today has accomplished so much in her career and life. We will have Precious Williams with us. She is a 13-time National Elevator Pitch Champion, so we're going to hear more about that. She has also been featured on Shark Tank, that's one of my favorite guilty pleasures, CNN, Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Black Enterprise Magazine, Essence Magazine, the movie Leap. She has worked with clients and currently working with clients Microsoft, LinkedIn, Google, eBay. She's also author of the number one bestseller, Bad Bitches and Power Pitches, for women entrepreneurs and speakers only. Love that, love the title. But really what inspires me most about Precious is just to hear the story behind her success. So her life has not always been in glossy magazine and shiny awards, but she has also had the lowest of lows and somehow she pulled herself out. So I really believe that her story is timely and her story is shared and lived by so many so, Precious, welcome to Leader Spotlight, and thank you for being with us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is an amazing experience already. So I'm ready. Give it to me raw. Give it
0: to. All me. right. Well, I was going to say, are you ready to get real? But I Girl, know. I'll stay are. ready. I'll be ready,
2: so you don't have to get ready. I'm ready.
0: I love that. Well, I love your story, and I know our paths have crossed um, at another event um, where you spoke, and I was MC in the event, and so I really want. Um, to, to kind of get back to start, start us where kind of you were at your lowest low, like talk, talk us through that. And then, of course, we're going to finish strong and hear about what you're doing today. But kind of set us up that scene of where, you know, you were to pitch yourself out of that despair.
2: It's interesting. There are two, two thoughts that come to mind. The first is November 18th, 1991. When my mother almost beat me to death, right in, uh, in the basement of our home and just threw me out naked and bleeding. And I had to walk to my aunt's house. It was two miles away.
0: How old were you?
2: I was 12 years old. Okay. And I collapsed on my, my aunt's porch and... I don't know what I thought would happen, like I woke up in the hospital and everything, and that was a very, very low point because that truly meant that everything I had thought growing up was true, that my mother did not want me and my father being a drug addict. He couldn't even see how bad it was, right? Mm The second lowest point happened in 2017 on my 38th birthday when I attempted to take my own life because it didn't matter to me that I had been on um, Shark Tank season eight in 2016. It didn't matter that I had done a lot of amazing things. They didn't make me happy. It certainly, you can't go to bed with it. It's not gonna wrap you up. Mm -hmm. I had the wrong business partner and the love of my life had died. And so to be quite honest with you, the fact that I'm still here is amazing because that tells me God said, no, not this one. She's, she's not done yet. And so waking up, the reality of the situation hit me. I had no home. I was a severe alcoholic. I was grieving over the death of a man I will never see again in this lifetime. And I was really homeless. That's a dark, dark moment. Yeah, dark, dark times. And even though I came back to New York and... I was in a program from February 27, 2017 to September 1st, 2018. and It was a life transformation program. There were moments where I was like, I'll never speak on stage again, which to a speaker, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. To a speaker, to a communication skills person, it's like, you love it. Like it's your thing. Right. And when I walked out of the program, I never thought I'd be where I am today. It literally took four months for me walking out to be speaking at Viacom. I apologize, girl. This phone, trying to act up. up.
0: Those are just little
2: beeps of. Oh uh, yeah, it's trying to act up. But anyway, go. Let's go ahead. But yes, those were my. That was my darkest time because I had no sense of value and worth, and I let. There were people in the program, staff members, that would just say, "Oh, just get a high-paying job." Well, I'm not an employee. Mm-hmm. I'm a boss, and when I say I'm a boss, I don't mean like you uh, know that kind of way. I mean I'm a boss, meaning I create and I'm a visionary. And as an employee, I'm told what to do. When really I like to guide and I like to push forward. And it's almost like I'm bam bam. Like I just keep moving. You well, telling me? Oh, oh, oh okay. So, you're like I'll show you. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like with a McDonald's, you need a Burger King, right? Who's gonna yeah. rise to the top? So now I feel like Craig's. <laughs> no
0: boo. Well, let, let's go back because I, I think this is important, you know, because I think in in all of us, you know, we have success or there are things that have happened that are external of us, right? We, we, right. you know, make money, we are successful in the business deal. We have a relationship. we secure, but that does not mean we're happy and that doesn't mean we can sustain it. So you were on Shark Tank, and then, yeah. and then what happened for that? you just to kind of fall off that cliff? Because you were probably at the highest high.
2: It should have been the happiest time, and, and let, me, let me say this. The Shark Tank experience was a wonder. Like, I can't even say anything bad. Nothing. But when you have the wrong people in your life, when you're associating with the wrong kind of people that don't edify you but really treat you like you're less than or like you're the help... And then realizing the love of my life is dead. I will never see this man again. He inspired me to start my first company that brought all of this to to pass. He's the reason why I was on MSNBC pitching because of what he inspired in me. I was 327 pounds when I started my first company. Not that he was my joy, but he was a large part of it. Dealing with addiction or dealing with anything like that is just because I couldn't grieve properly. I didn't even know how to deal with my emotions because I was always in, in go, go, go mode. And when it finally hit me, it, it took me almost under. And now I feel so good. Like I survived and then I thrived. Yeah. I didn't know that was possible.
0: So you were on the streets, homeless.
2: On the streets, park so benches.
0: When, when, when you're in that place, what, what are, what's that self-talk? I mean, what, what was kind of your self-talk kind of through those times?
2: My mother was right. I am a bummer. I talked a good game, but obviously it wasn't good enough. Look at me now. When people were jealous of me and saying that I wasn't anything, they were right and I was wrong. Oh that's it was a very, powerful. very difficult time. I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't know who my friends were. I didn't know who to, who to turn to. And when I tell you the beautiful thing now is that it's, it's almost like trying to connect to who you used to be. You can remember that, but it's like, the joy of life every day, like I almost lost my life by my own hands. And so I'm grateful for every day. I'm not one of those people that's just talking a good game. I'm I'm serious. I love every day. I'm up at 426, 428, or 434 in the morning. And I'm just going in. I'm like going in. I'm pitching them. I love it.
0: And and that's the energy that I was attracted to when I first met you because <laughs> I love that you, you know, that didn't define you, you know, it was, it was a defining moment, but it didn't define you and you did the work. And that's, I think what people miss is you have to call time out and you have to look in and you have to do the work on you. And as leaders, business owners, you know, as people, we're our best instrument and you have to know your instrument inside and out. And so you did the work, so you went through, and it was almost a year, it sounds like, February. 12th. No, it was a year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. So what were things that came from that work you did? Or anything that you would, you could give to you know, people listening, a, a place to start, or, or little aha moments for you?
2: Yes. First of all, I was in a Christ-centered program, the Bowery Mission Women's Center, which is here in New York City. Here I'm thinking I'm going to be living in slums. and Oh, no. Whoopi goldberg and celebrities gave to the program it's not government funded so they have money and so we were living in laps of luxury and i'm just kind of like what better homes and gardens gave the table <laughs> and what the staff really wanted from me because it was different from most of the women that came in like i don't i know i didn't work in certain places like i was an attorney mm-hmm. became an entrepreneur then a serial entrepreneur and so just dealing with that and how do you build community? Community is made up of different types of people. And the staff was like, Precious, you're very different, but you define yourself by your accomplishments, and that's not good. I remember one of the one of the Miss Vivian said, if you had not one accomplishment, who would you be? I said, Nothing. Nothing. I had to bring something to the table. She said, but you don't. And as I was going through the program, I became more human. I became more transparent. I allowed myself to cry in front of others. Allow myself to just be and because you can't work in that program and you know they're not letting me try to get back in media you know they're not <laughs> the risk the risk for the program but i met a uh, a fox news reporter who became my mentor. I met a mentor who was an entrepreneur. So they, they try to do things to, to make me know that, yes, all of the other women may not be at the, at the educational level that you were, or maybe not have had those jobs. We're still looking out for you too. So one thing I learned that I want everyone to take attention to is who you are is more important than what you do. We like to define ourselves by labels and titles. And I know not only am I a great person, but I'm a fun gal about town. I'll make you laugh. And I want people when they're around me to feel like home decor, which is weird the way I describe it. <laughs> Home Even decor. At their past and their present and their future at the same time. You're looking at beautiful things and it's been there. It's stood the test of time. And it's a part of the family, it's a part of the, 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 the person. That's what I want people to feel when they're with me. Not, the killer Pitchmaster has arrived. Oh, no, mm -mm, don't treat me like that person. Treat me like Precious Williams. I'm I'm more than what I do with life. I am incredibly empathetic. I'm incredibly loving and kind. And it's only because I was given a second chance So who the heck am I not to give others a second chance. The people that I hurt in the past by being an alcoholic, I reach out and I say, I'm sorry. Even if you can never forgive me, allow me the space to just say, I messed up. I was in a different frame of mind. Yeah. And that's why I say who you are is more important than what you do.
0: Yeah. I One thing I hear from you is you really changed what you made things mean. You know, yes. at one point in your life, you made things mean you know, you're not good enough, your mom's right. And then you change that dialogue with yourself and you make that mean, you know, what was my downfall or my struggle is my strength. You know, I use that because I, and that's what we mean when we say transparent. When we Mm -hmm. become transparent, normally it's like we have accepted something in ourself that now we're going to allow other people to see. We've been hiding it, but now we're Mm going to let you see it. And it's, it's what makes you strong. And so I love that about you. I mean, I love that you're just real and you've accomplished a lot, but I love that who you've become is what's allowed that I and mean, that's what really shines and that's
2: why about. i have to give it's a gift Homelessness honestly sounds so strange for me to say it was a gift it was a lesson you know rihanna has this tattoo never a mistake always a lesson like i have no tattoos but i've always loved that because i'm like i get it now i'm in the right frame of mind to understand that there are certain situations that happen that aren't truly about you but about impacting the people who come behind you if no one ever went through homelessness or tragedy or anything how would you know if you could go through it what can people learn from me from my experience one god is real two you can make it through anything like we think about the 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 people who made it through the holocaust like the, the the few that made it through what kept them going is it the vision in your mind and not your reality so i live in my vision never my reality yes i live oh, well, but i'm in new york but like i live in my vision like i see myself grabbing that oscar and i also see the people who rocked with me when i had nothing yeah and right there with me to say i would not be here if my friend precious Frazier didn't come and visit me at the bowery if my boy richard pearsall who was a georgetown university law center trained attorney if he didn't come and visit me, like I was so ashamed. But they were like, man, bump that. We coming to see you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so they they brought me back from the brink of just depression, getting, doc, getting the right help and realizing that I suffer from bipolar disorder and severe PTSD, you know, being beaten up so much as a child and having a broken nose and being cut with glass and broomstick. Like all of that, that will manifest later. The greatest people that you see, I promise you there's some trauma that would knock out most people and somehow they use it as fuel. You yeah. keep saying no, I'm going to challenge you until you say yes. Persistence beats resistance. Yeah. The oh, time. When you think water going over a surface, that persistence is going to wear it down.
0: Yeah. I know I always say you have to you just have to get up one more time that you're knocked down. Yes. So when I'm down, I just tell myself this might be the last time I have to get up. It could be.
2: <laughs> what did Cardi I, I B say? She <laughs> yeah. said, get knocked down nine times, get up on 10. Yeah. I'm just getting up. Absolutely. Yeah. And trust me, there are a lot of people who would rather I, I stay down. And I'm like, mm, no, I can't. There are too many young people coming behind us. There's women my age who are, who are seeing it to know we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic and economic downturn, social unrest. Yeah. Yet there are people still making money. Through people who can still take care of themselves, and they just will not stop, and they will not quit. They will pivot, change, do whatever they need to do.
0: Yeah, and, and people are using it to really look inward or become Girl. a better person, Girl. a better company. You know, it's it's great. I mean, there's a lot. I know there's a lot of. I don't want to downplay that. It's not devastating and all the lion's it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. hard. I love the you know the rise up in people. They just rise up and. Uh, they create things that weren't there that um, make it worth having to go through something so, so horrible. Okay, well, I want to get, because I know people are probably saying, what in the heck is a pitch master? <laughs> and he won pitch awards. What is that? I have been through a startup lab for a company, a tech startup that I ran. And learning to pitch, it's no joke. So I, w- I want you to talk about what the heck is a pitch master?
2: So actually, the, 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 the name Killer Pitchmaster was coined by Robert Townsend. So if you've ever watched The Five Heartbeats, that's Robert Townsend. And MC Light, they called me the Killer Pitchmaster because I slayed all competition. So when you think about pitching, it's just a brief, a short, brief introduction into who you are, what your brand does, your books, your products and services. But also you want to entice them with a tasty morsel. You don't want to give them the whole plate but give them something to say, you know what I want? Can, can we talk a little bit? Can, 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 come here. Can we talk a little bit? Or can we schedule an appointment? Or I'd like to learn more about that. You have to do the, tell
0: the story of your Shark Tank pitch. Cause I oh, love this. This is great. I love it. Do you want to hear
2: the pitch or the story of what
0: you Oh, well, you, I'm going to let you, you can, you're, you can go on stage. You can win the Emmy or you could tell the story. I'll let you choose.
2: Okay. So I'm going to give you the pitch that got me on Shark Tank. I'm okay. going to do that. And, and if you have questions after that, we're just going to
0: go. Okay. <coughs> me, me, me,
2: <laughs> Ladies, it's Valentine's Day. And you finally missed the man of your dreams. You know what time it is. It's time to find some sexy, sexy, sexy lingerie to set the mood off nicely. But you weigh over 200 pounds. What's a big girl in the city supposed to do? Well, if you're anything like me, then you went to Victoria's Secret, and you find out that they don't even make a bra in your size. <laughs> and then you went to Ashley Stewart and Lane Bryant, and didn't really like the selection. Finally, as the last resort, you went to Macy's, where your choices were black, beige, and white. For real? Well, now, that's why I created Curvy Girls Lingerie. A Curvy Girls Lingerie was the ultimate shopping experience for full-figure divas and plus-size fashionistas. Now, I know you may be asking yourself this question. Let me tell you this. There are over 40 million women size, fortune or larger, in the United States, just like me, and we all want pretty underwear. It's just too bad the most mainstream lingerie companies don't create any products for women my size. You know, sexy, stylish, and fashion forward. Now, yeah, I see that question. How do we make money? Let me show you how. So, we have an innovative, interactive website. No one's ever seen before. And then we created our own direct sales model where well, we have stylists all over the country who are introducing our products to their network. And trust me, this isn't a regular party. Oh no, we get in with these people. And then we also do a national tour every quarter, you know, different, different states and everything to really introduce our products. And in less than six months we crossed six figures. Not bad for a company started by a girl from St. Louis, Missouri that nobody wanted, that no one thought that a a curvy, full-figure diva like me could ever get off the ground. So when I tell you curvy women matter, they do. Just because you don't see them as anything doesn't mean that they don't matter. My name is Precious Williams. You can call me the female MacGyver of business. With two two toothpicks, strength, confidence and determination. I turned it into curvy girls lingerie. Thank you.
0: I love it. So you coach people. So you, I mean, you went through a whole series of pitches and like Shark Tank. I did. And other Listen, things. I want
2: pitches in 23 seconds, 57 seconds. Like it just depends. But when you go to Shark Tank, it's just a little longer, but it's not as long as like a real investor pitch because you, you pitch for no more than four or five minutes. And then for the next 40 minutes to an hour, they're just asking questions. Mm-hmm. And, what I really love is my first pitch, I didn't even realize was a pitch because I had never heard of pitching before, right? And so I was telling all my friends, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going to start Curvy Girls and They're like, you fat, you black, you don't have an IQ 3. And I'm like, I almost feel like Elle Woods in, um, what's that movie?
1: Oh, Legally like,
2: Blonde. Like, really? <laughs> really? So I had $400 in my bank account. And I remember, I just heard God say, is are going to get on television? That's how it's going to happen. I'm thinking, oh, for real? So um, I got this in, like, invite from Cranes, you know, New York. And the tickets were $300. Now, you know, I had negative $400 in my bank account. What did I think I was going to do? So I got a credit card. Mm-hmm, yeah, I heard me. I, I made every mistake and it all worked out. So I put the $300 on this credit card. I went with my best Calvin Klein dress. Best two or three shape words to get us 327. I'm not that anymore. By any stretch of the imagination, I'm not that. And I saw the producer of different shows. So CNBC on this side, MSNBC. And I'm thinking, I go to the bathroom, the restroom. And I said, God, what are we gonna do? He said, Well, you can't be on, you, you can't be on CNBC because you ain't stole no money. I was like, right, no American Green. <laughs> right. And so I walked up to the producers at MSNBC. When I tell you, I was so scared. You know, my bladder was getting full with every step. but so I'm walking to them and they're talking. Oh, <laughs> God. You know how they do? And they're looking at me like, basically like, who, who? not even who are you, who is you? And they're like, who are you? And I said, well, I'm so glad you asked. My name is Precious Williams and I'm the proud founder and CEO of Curvy Girls Lingerie with the ultimate shop experience for full figure divas and plus size, especially <laughs> I love that. And they started laughing at my face. Now y'all know I'm five foot nine. My feelings was hurt, you know, but I tried to keep it cool. I tried to keep it cute. I tried to keep it cute. But my feelings were so hurt. And they were like, no, no, no. Have you heard of our show Elevator Pitch? Now, y'all yeah, I know I ain't heard nothing about no show called elevator pitch. But I had to say, of course, yes, yes, yes. And he was like, we're going to bring the host to talk to you. God said it was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to happen like this. So they bring the host, J.J. Ramberg, but she gets a, an award on stage, so they bring her book and producer, a tall, elegant Black woman. She's looking at me. I know she gave me that look like, little Black girl, you better go all in right now because I'm about to embarrass you. She said, oh, I've heard a few Precious Williams, which I knew was a lie because I wasn't out there. So I knew I <laughs> it was a lie. She says, give me your elevator pitch. And I heard the threat. The Other people didn't. And I was like, I'm going in. I don't even know what she's asking for. But I went in. <laughs> and by the time I, she was like, stop, you can be on the show. And because I had glasses on, y'all, she couldn't see the tears in my eyes. That's I, I, awesome. She could not see it. And. She asked me for my business card. Yeah, I know I had no money. So of course I had no business cards. (laughs) So I said, oh, well, you know, I've been here all night. I ran out of cards like two years ago. And so she was like, cool. So she sent me her business card. I don't know how I got home that day because I didn't have money to get there nor did I have money to get home. And that's how you take negative $400. When I appeared on this show, that was my second pitch ever. The first was to get on the show. Second one got $500,000. After that, they told me to enter pitch competitions. I won 13 out of 14. And then people kept asking me to teach them. So that was money I was leaving on the table because I thought I couldn't do it. And then when I got comfortable saying, you know, I'm leaving too much money on the table, let's go get it. And I started training and teaching and I had 10 beta clients. And when I tell you that each one, like one, like not even second place, third, like one. And I was like, I'm on to something. And then I thought about expanding because I'm a speaker too. And I'm hashtag booked and busy. So I can teach people how to get paid speaking gigs, how to infiltrate systems. It's almost like Jay-Z said, show them how to move through a room full of vultures. The industry's shady. It needs to be taken over. And it needs to come from true talent and not just being cute. So that's why I was put on this earth was to show what's really possible and to help women see beyond their wildest dreams in business and in life and go get it. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
0: (laughs) Well, your presence is contagious. Your passion is undeniable. And I really, I truly believe that that, that your essence really came from the lowest of lows of your time of your life. And so I it love did. how you've turned that around. And and we we end our show by asking, you know, the same, but show me who, who you have around you, which you mentioned, you know, the people around you. Um, and if you show me your closest confidants, I'll just kind of show you the path your life will take. Right. So on that note, who are your four?
2: My grandmother is one of them, even though she's been deceased 20 years. She saw this happening years ago and she wanted to prepare me in my mind when I was at my lowest being a teenager. She's like, Your gift will make room for you. You're going to be speaking to kings and queens and presidents. She said, you're going to have your own talk show. She didn't lie. It's happening. It's it's going down. Second is my girl, Precious Frazier, who is a business coach. And she's been successful in multiple business. And she's a Columbia University grad. So I'm always looking at her like, I got an Ivy League grad next to me. You know, she (laughs) hooked me up. She helped me out. Third is one of my business friends and confidant, Ty Goodwin. She's amazing. She's amazing. Then you have Danielle Fitzpatrick-Clark. She's another business confidant and friend and also kicks my butt. And each one of them all kick my butt. And then you have uh, my girl, Selena. We both went to college together. and We graduated in 2001, almost 20 years ago. And because I've known her that long, she's seen it all. And she's right here with me. You know, and do I see them all the time? No, I don't. But when we get on that phone, it's owned, like a pot of neck bones. It's own. So when you talk about who do I hang with, and you know, I have a I have a great network. It, it doesn't have to be big. So I'm with Master Network, C-Suite Network. I go to certain events. I don't really go to the $20 and $30 events because I, I want to be with gatekeepers. I want to be with the actual people who can make a decision, not people who are just looking like me, like, buy my stuff. I'm like, if I got to be somewhere, you got to tell me to buy your stuff. It's a problem. You need to get the killer pitch master to help you. And i show you how to attract them, like moss to a flame, burn by
0: the fire. <laughs> the people that help you the most in life aren't the people that tell you what you want to hear all the time. So you know they challenge me, they kick my butt. And they I kick think my butt. having those people that are strong to call you out, you know, I've always needed that around me. I've always needed people that are like, Hey, that's not going to work. Or you, or you, you're <laughs> Dang, not aware.
2: Fire, crush, crush, yeah. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> <pee-pee. laughs> pp no they ain't gonna
0: fly. yeah so i love that so that that is really good and so um sometimes i think doing the work is also clear part of the, the journey path. yeah you got to clear the path it might be about growing relationships you may need to find a stronger circle whatever right
2: that is. so well and, I, and the I ones did, who told me i couldn't do it they weren't ready that's the difference when they haven't never done it versus the people who've been successful they can look at you and say hey adjust Hey, yeah. look, Hey, little chickadee, come here and snatch me up. Okay, okay, I'll get snatched up.
0: There's a story called The Man in the Ring. And what I love about the story and kind of the takeaway is there's a lot of people that are sendi- sitting around in the seats around the ring, watching what's going on in the ring. And, you know, the only people I listen to are the people that have been inside the ring. If you're just sitting around the ring and you're just a, a you know a, a participating by watching, but you're not, up. yeah, you know, I you, what you say to me doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't infiltrate. It doesn't have weight. In. It doesn't have weight. It doesn't.
2: If then been, you have value to ring, me. Like, okay.
0: If you've been in the ring and you give me feedback, I'm going to listen to that. So I feel exactly. like that you just live that. And that just the whole thing that we just talked about was just that on, on, um, on steroids. So
1: yes, yes.
0: Well, precious, thank you so much for first of all, just opening up, being real, sharing your story um, you deserve all the success in the world. And, um, I just, I, every time, I mean, when I would see you when we, cause that event was long and you would pop in and out at different sessions and it would do the whole, it was all virtual. The whole room would just light up. And I was like, I have to get her on our podcast. She'd be great. So thank you very much. And tell people how to connect with
2: you. My website is www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. Come. If you find yourself wanting to get on my schedule to speak with me, maybe have a consultation, go to the Work With Me page and you'll see a way to get on my calendar. I'm on LinkedIn as Precious L. Williams, Killer Pitchmaster. Gotta stay on brand, gotta stay on killer brand, got stay pitch on master, brand. Yeah. On Twitter, I am at Perfect Pitch P. On Facebook, I am at Perfect Pitch P. Um, and on Instagram, I am at Perfect pitches P and on YouTube. I am precious L Williams, the book you can purchase on Amazon. It is go to amazon.com and type in bad bitches and power pitches. This is the only one with this title. Clearly, clearly. Clearly, clearly. And then my workbook is also available too. And you can get both of them on Amazon, I think for about 37, $38. So you might want to go. Well,
0: I know you're a pitch master because you knew how people could reach you all by memory. When somebody says, what should, how do I reach you on Instagram? I'm Girl, like, that also comes know. from repetition
2: too. Some people have never been on anything. I've been on a lot. So yeah,
0: yeah. you want to be well, ready. You, yeah, you're ready. So I love that. So thank you so much for your time. And we'll put all those resources. We'll link them at the bottom of the podcast so people can find them and reach out to you. Um, so I wish you well. And I know our paths oh. are going to cross again.
2: Oh, definitely. Mwah.
0: Mwah. Thank you. Bye.
1: Goodbye. Hey all, Annie here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leader Spotlight. Make sure to visit our website, AnnettePlazoski.com forward slash Spotlight, where you can find resources mentioned on this show as well as past episodes. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leaders Spotlight.